Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happened last week. Yeah, so the one time I did that. I'm just making sure, man, so it doesn't happen again. That's all. All I'm doing, bro. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Horse Play Live Uncut, episode 130. This like is it, our it. E3 special. Well, we won't shut up during the spiel. That's okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this will probably be a two-part thing. Not so much E3. It's more a state, the state of the gaming union, or the video game union, whatever you want to call it. We talk about the, the state of the industry, where it's heading, where people want it to head to, and where we feel it needs to be to really move forward. It's be interesting. Uh, yeah, we're gonna try to skip through a much of the banter tonight, so we get to the topics. So there won't be any sh- real shout outs or uh, plugs, really. I-, I do have a couple people to shout out though. Um, yes. All right, we'll squeeze them in at the top of the show then. But uh, what else? Let me see. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. What we've been watching. We have to circle back to that, so we'll see how we can fit it in. We'll see how we're doing on time. But, uh, yeah, we'll do some previews, some predictions, get everybody else is doing it. Kind of the thing to do. And uh, it's going to be a very heavy focus on video games, going back to our roots. All right, I'll be ready. Waiting on you. Let me know when you're uh, live, and we'll keep the music. Three, two, one. You are listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of AllGames.com. Hi, this is Normie from Knuckleballer Radio and ZombieCast, and you're listening to one of my favorite shows on the Geeky Antics Network. Don't forget to check out the rest of the gang over at geekyantics.net. Warning, there might be rants and food ahead and possibly inappropriate behavior. Don't tell anybody, though. Robots and whoever else listens to this damn show, it's Horseplay Live. Today is Thursday, June 9, 2016. This is episode 130, titled E3 Special, The State of the Video Game Industry. But guys, before we get into all the crazy fun, because we're going to have some fun, yay, yay. I'm, joined by, <laughs> I'm joined by everybody's favorite PP Touch guy, Yogi Zilla. What's up, dude? PP 
Sleepy Touch for everyone on Tuna Radio. Sorry, that's our special promotion this week. Tonight only, actually. Yeah. Ca- use special code PP Touch for you. The w- the number four, the letter U, and our website uh, geekyanswers.net forward slash PP Touch. Wow, you guys can see on the overlay tonight. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I do have a little bit of explanation what E3 is, um, you know, because we're going to be talking about that a little bit. I uh, got some pictures of some games that they're going to be talking about here over the uh, the next few days, uh, well, 14th, 15th, and 16th, but uh, if you guys just want to check out, they're coming out with a new i7, they're coming out with some cool games, some really cool uh, um, stuff that uh, you guys have all been waiting for. So, Yogi, what's up, man? Haven't talked to you in like a week. Yeah, I'm still in the process of, you know, trying to... I've been cutting back on the gaming and the distractions a lot. Got a lot of work to do and just yeah, a lot of catch up. in the and, process of still ignoring people. Yeah, well, I have to because, I mean, like like Goose was calling me the other day and he's long-winded and he doesn't know how to take a cue. He just talks on and on and on and on and on and he just... He has a bad sense of reality. So I'm like, I can tell him, man... It sucks this week. Uh, money's re- this this month. Money has been really tight. We're eating ramen and sandwiches the whole month. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't know which video card to get. Should I get the five hundred dollar one or the eight hundred dollar one?" It's like, ah, oh. people like that. Like, like I love that. Right then and there, you feel like, "All right, dude, get the five hundred dollar one, and then send me the other three hundred. Yeah, it's like you know, I'm not I'm not gonna hate on you if things are going good for you, but you know, have some sense. If, if, if like someone says, you know. I, I have uh, leprosy, and you know, and, they, and you follow that up by going. Well, I, I went know, to the doctor. Hurts, and- we all feel good. For we all feel very good. <laughs> I, 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 went, I went to the doctor. I'm fine. Like, no, no, like that's not how to, you follow that up. Like, have some kind of compassion. Like, I, <laughs> I have cancer. Oh, damn, man, that kind of sucks. Hey, uh, you, you uh, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, because that immediately will give you cancer. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You know, funny story. Most people that I, that I know that quit smoking end up getting cancer. Mm-hmm. But I know long-time smokers that don't have cancer. That's that's why I'm freaking out, man. I've been a long-time smoker, and I really don't want to quit. Like, I, I'm I'm down to where, um, well, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was down to about a half a pack or so every couple days. Um, but now it's just, I'm... It freaks me out because, like you said, like people that I know that's been smoking for twenty plus years, they quit and they get cancer and die. Like, I don't really want that. I'm good. I'm just gonna stay like this. Yeah, it's only like two to three years after they quit, and I know lots of people that happen to. And I'm not saying you know co- correlation is not causation. I get that, but you know, I think the body it's gets kind of ironic, dude. It is. That, I think the body gets used to it. It's not even. It's not even the point that it's like, oh, it's, um, it's just like a very special case. No, it happens to a lot of fucking people. And I'm, you know, hey, call me, call me, whatever you want. But I mean, I just, I see that. I mean, I had a friend that stopped smoking, has been done, quit smoking for about a month, month and a half now, and now he's got some crazy shit going on in him. He's got to go to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> your body gets used to it, like it mutates, and then like your body needs it. And then you take it away, and it's like, well, fuck you, then. <laughs> anyway, you, man, I'm not gonna be a good cell anymore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go rogue. 
I'm gonna be a cancer cell. Oh, it's going rogue. It's gonna be in the dark zone, freaking shooting people for no reason. Yep, yep. Love division throwback there. I've I've really <laughs> stopped playing that game. <laughs> I Every do. Time I try to get on with Luna and play with him. Like he doesn't answer me. He's just like spaced out and. I'm like, okay, I'll play by myself. Well, you know me. So many, so long of playing things, doing things by myself, I just say, fuck it, see ya. That's why I'm playing PC Overwatch and not Xbox Overwatch. <laughs> nobody wants to fucking play it on Xbox. Oh, geez, I, I freaking leave it. Everything falls apart. <laughs> I've had three, dude, I've had four days almost where I've played, uh, well, three, because I got it three days ago, but I've had three days now that I've had more than just one, like, the stream, the the pre-show was really weird because everybody said they were gonna be on today, but it's okay. Like, but like the last two days, I've had like a group, a full group of six on, on PC. Like, I'm like, fuck this, dude. I'm playing by myself on computer. Yeah, I'm like level thirty, but see, for me, it's the opposite because uh, all my Battle.net friends are either playing World of Warcraft or Hearthstone or oh, Heroes of the Storm. That one they've been consistently playing. Let me see who's playing right now. I'm gonna check it right now. Check the well, a lot of people, a lot of people don't really, a lot of people really didn't get the game. Period. Yeah, a lot of people still are, are holding out. They think it's not gonna have legs. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this, guys, this, it's gonna have legs, and I'm gonna tell you why. It's here to stay. I have state. two this... friends. I have two friends right now. One of them is Swarin, a good friend Ryan, who's playing it. Oh no, three. Three friends playing hey, Overwatch. The rest are playing Blizzard. Heroes and Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Blizzard is an acquisition talks of IGN. So if you're going to think about it that way, if anything happens with Blizzard and IGN, guess what? Overwatch! Hey, it's an eSport. Yes, it's coming. You guys don't think it's going to be? It's coming. There are already pro eSport. There are already pro teams established for Overwatch on PC. They're already oh. established, guys. So Lord Rakdos has Overwatch, by the way, on, on PC. I don't have it on PC yet. Eventually, I'll probably get it on PC. Get the basic version. That means you don't have me on your friends list, dude, because I've been on there for the last three days. I've got people t- cock- freaking blowing me up on actual World of Warcraft saying, hey, you're going to come raid? Now nah, I'm playing Overwatch. We'll have to make a like, battle, a battle neck, uh, like a BNet or M battle neck command. <laughs> for the channels and let people know what our battle tags are. Uh, I have one. Are. Well, I, th- I was supposed to have one here. I I did one at one point. Yeah, we'll get every- we'll throw everybody like the main people in our group. Uh, Morg. Uh, who else has uh, Rakdos? All right. While you're while you're talking a minute, I'll make some. Yeah, we'll make a we'll because... make a collective. We'll make it B net, and we'll put ours in there. Like mine is Yogizilla Pound seventeen twenty two. I don't know what well, Morg. Give me a second. You go ahead and now. talk, but. Uh... Yeah, Swarin. We can put Swarin. You have Swarin on your friends list, right? Get yeah, but there. he doesn't. He don't talk to me anymore. I, I've, there's a lot of people that I've I've got I, that I've gotten from Swarin was this, really from this show and from Geeky Antics that added me on Battle.net. But like I, I never like I always try to talk. Swarin to him, like, was really religious about gaming with us. We we disappointed him because we went off to another game because he was on he was on our team speak every day. And like there's a lot of people you gotta fully engage. Like they watch you you have to grab them. But like Swarm was like for like two months, like three no, like three or four months, Swarm was in our team speak every day and like was always re- open to playing uh Heroes of the Storm. I'm i I'm sure he's still down. 
We get the old band together. But Heroes of the Storm is just one of those games where I can't get into it at all playing it solo. And if it's something that I can't get into at all playing solo, I got sworn on mine too, but like if I can't get into it playing solo, like it doesn't, I don't play it at all. So then when somebody wants to play it as a, like a group of people want to play it, then I'm like, eh, nah, I'm good. I don't really want to. Just because it's, I, I haven't been playing it, I don't know what champions are, what heroes are good. Yeah, but the meta, so that's the thing about Heroes of the Storm, if you take a break up from it for a little bit, you come back to it, it's it's like riding a bike, you pick it up real quick. Well, and you gotta think about it too, like, if, if, if that's kind of why I started playing Xbox games more, because, like, people just stop playing, like... Or I'm not playing at the times that they're playing or something, but I just don't have anybody to play. So I go off and play 2K16. I can play that by myself because I have my own season that I do, and then I go to the park. Play for a few hours. I think I went on a 10-game win streak the other day, and I got so bored of winning every freaking time that I quit. <laughs> I, it was it was bad, dude. I was averaging like 14, 15 points a game, almost 8 rebounds, a couple blocks. I mean, I'm like seven foot three center, dude, so really hard to <laughs> do anything with me well one of these days i get overwatch on pc as well and then we could play overwatch and then play heroes of the storm maybe someone's hankering from some diablo we'll be all up in the blizzard hizzy i play pretty much every blizzard game except for wow right now uh starcraft 2 i have to go back to i don't have the the expansion but the base game you still play lots of the customs but anyway, moving on. Because tonight uh, we're going to do something. What's your um, YogiZilla hashtag what? Uh, 1722. Okay. But uh, so tonight we're going you know, to cut through most of the banter and rants. And we're going to go straight to our, our key segments. Because we got a lot of to talk about. Mainly for E3. You know, on, you know, we're a week away from E3. Uh, well, not even a week, a week. A few days at this point. Um... And we'll talk, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll get to a little bit of TV shows as well. Um, but for now, I want to do a quick shout-out to the Spartan Show, Mike over over there. He's uh, building a controller for Elite Dangerous, and he's got a little, like, breadboard. He's doing old school. Like, he's just, like, manually wiring everything on, on, the, on the, like, a little, not even a PCB. It's like a, it's like a little, you know, breadboard. He's cut out the, the, the things, put the... Capacitors and uh, sensors and all that stuff in there. Wired it up. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Lord Raptor says, says uh, it's almost like Blizzard knows how to make successful games. They sure do. Yeah, I mean, World Warcraft's been going for almost 12 years, so yeah. They're doing something, right? Everybody likes Hearthstone. Hearthstone's a freaking uh, eSport. You got uh, freaking, um, Do- uh, not Dota 2, um, what's the other one? StarCraft's an eSport. You got almost every almost every one of their games is an esport, and I'm saying World of Warcraft is too because of the three v three tournament that happens. They're going to be starting to do more three v three tournaments for World of Warcraft too. So yeah, that's a fun format. I actually like I like watching it's, that. It's it's going to be awesome. I mean, you got to think about it. Blizzard's got almost every other every one of their games in an esport. Oh yeah, it's an esport. Like it's they're doing something right. Shit. But I do want to give some few shout outs, of course. None other than Yogi Zilla. You guys go check him. I mean, he's... He, we all love him, guy. I'm just kidding. Um, I do want to shout out, of course, <laughs> Fatal. Um, my uh, uh, partner for a project. Um, 
Go check him out, uh, of course, uh, <sighs> Twitter, at TSE Blades. And um, I do want to shout out the I... What is it? Damn, I'm thinking of... I'd be loud? No, well... Games and Ganja was one another one too, which is something. Hopefully, we'll be doing some. I'll be doing something with uh, uh, that uh, uh, Games and Ganja here pretty soon. And of course, I want IQ. Yes, IQ Esports. So check them out. And if you guys want to know, give shout outs. Of course, TSE Top Star Esports. Yeah, just <laughs> because I can. <laughs> anyway, I hope you're having a top star day. I hope you're having a top star. Yeah, like every time I said that, I'm like, why do you keep saying top star day? I don't know. If you guys want to shout out anybody, leave us a text or a voicemail. You guys can do that, 646-801-2149. Remember, it's a text, too. You can text it right off your phone. You don't have to call. You don't have to leave the voicemail. You can do that, too. Or you guys can send us a mail at geekyantics.net saying your shout out for uh, who you want to throw, give some give some love to. Yeah, yeah. And yes, and since we're skipping through a lot of the banter, if you do want to call in, you know, live, you go the TeamSpeak information is in the Twitch channel. Just do the command TS or call in with the exclamation mark, the bang in the front. Um, again, the voicemail, and the email, if you want to connect with us asynchronously. Um, but yeah, Obi, what do we have? What do we have uh, tonight on the show? Tonight on the show, guys, we are going to be talking about more video games. He spelled it wrong. Less. In the other no, stuff. that's that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's, okay, let me. I gotta. Sorry, I gotta repronounce Mo R. Mo yeah. R game. That's the way the internet spells it. <laughs> okay, yeah. A little more insight on into what we can expect for E three. Where do we see the games gaming industry heading to uh, or into? I see it thriving. Next show, uh, we'll have some more, of course, more E three uh, reactions. Captain America: Civil War spoiler cast, maybe. We're going to be doing one in the next next couple, so guys, I'm going to let you know right now, before we go any further, catch up, since Yogi stops typing, catch up on what your shows you're doing, because we are going to spoil everything. Yeah, with a key- keyboard slap from Yogi. Do it again. Hey, so here that is, I'm, like, I'm trying not to even type that hard. Uh, I'm, ta- I'm, chat- I'm chatting with the people on the Twitch channel. Of course, uh, no, I'm good, man. But uh, I do want to say uh, that since next week we'll be in the midst of E3, we might have to push it up. We'll see how. Uh, if there's not much to talk about from E3, then we'll do the spoiler cast next week. If not, we'll push it to the week after. Okay. Or, yeah. And R- Robbie is in the house. Nobody's 86. By the way, shout out to to I my have guild him on Xbox too. They don't ever talk to me neither. Well, he plays an early hours game in the UK. That's why. And he, he he's, still don't talk to me anymore. He's strictly he like ESO these days. Well, I, I want to shout out to all the people. I, I've been here for people that are like, oh, we really miss you in the guild. It's like, I just can't do it. Like, right now, I can't do any kind of game that's like a huge time sink because then I, what happens, I'll say to myself, oh, I'm just going to play for an hour. And that becomes two hours. Then that becomes three hours. And then I feel really shitty because I'm like, I really should have been doing something else that, with that time. <laughs> and it just stresses me out further, so I'm trying to use some discipline, and I'll come back, you know, when I actually have the free time carved down, I could play guilt-free, stress-free, and actually enjoy it, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, and, um... Right He's to... not really that bad, you just gotta know how to counter him. Yeah, but the thing about him was, you know, with, with, with Kree, if you let him get close, 
he uh he'll um what you call it do the the, the fast shot Man. at you Man. then he'll Man. huh yeah he'll fan his gun yeah 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 and then he'll do yeah. the then he'll do his roll and he'll reload off the roll and then he'll mm-hmm. do it and do it again and and that that even could kill, that combo can even kill tanks so that was pretty broken. Yeah, and... but you gotta think about it. I play a lot of the ranged and, and, and a lot of the, um, like I play a lot of Widow and I play a lot of, uh, um, uh, Soldier 76 and stuff like that. And I can kill tanks too. Two shots with Widow. If I hit the shots right, a full clip with 76 with his grenade and he's dead, they're dead. So, I mean. Yeah, but Widow, yeah, ha- with uh, Widowmaker, you have to actually, like, let the, the char let it charge up all the way, right? Because if you just if you just try to like machine gun it, you'll still do damage, but it won't be as much. You don't you wait for it to like get the little thing to go all the way up. You know what I mean? This has got that no. weird mechanic and, her, and a sniper rifle. Try try like machine gun here, sniper rifle. I don't. That's, it, she's a sniper, dude. I don't use her machine gun unless somebody's in my face. Right, but she can. If you need to in a pinch, you could like double tap or triple tap her her sniper rifle when it's a sniper rifle mode. And you do, and then you could do less damage, but you could catch someone as running. Yeah, it's, it's semi-auto. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, it it, it it takes more skill with her. You know, with McCree, it was mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. which is funny because you don't see that many McCree plays on console. That, that was a really big thing on PC. It was, but you know, it it's it, it's it, it was pretty rough. I mean, I even used it at times, and I was like, ooh, this is kind of dirty. <laughs> All right. What. I'm confused. No, I, I had a feel to say it and it got quiet. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, wait, is he still talking or what? Uh, no. yeah, anyway. That's all I got. That's all. That's it. I don't know where we're at right now because you're, uh, you're, you're a bouncer. So. I, I bounce around. Did you do uh, the, the bit? No, I didn't. Well, why don't you do it? Let's do it. I don't want to. Why not? <laughs> Guys, if you're new to the show, <laughs> welcome to the gang. Woo! That delivery was kind of depressing. Yeah, but you didn't even say the right word. You're supposed to say, yeah, we both. The gang I, is what I, we I can was. effectively call our community here at Geeky Ant Dicks. Hashtag Geeks Unite. Or Actually, play live. Do you know what the Weebo is, Obi? No. This is the Weebo. That's the Weebo. Okay. First play <laughs> live is where geeks come to play, and nine times out of ten, Yogi's retarded. Just kidding. We are the flagship talk radio show for Geeky Antics Network in collaboration with AllGames.com, Tangent Bound Network, Stitcher, and more. Our show covers all the aspects of geek culture with a special focus on indie and strategy games, technologies, rants, <clears throat> sorry, rants, issues geeks face, and of course community events that we try to put on or uh, be a part of ourselves. And of course we talk about food. Yeah. Hell, sometimes we even talk about tabletop and retro gaming. But only every other Friday at Retro Friday. <laughs> yes. I skipped it last week, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I, I really wanted to do it, but I got to watch the internet usage. And I'm, fo- I'm in focus mode for this month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, when we come back, maybe I'll have to do some more Dark Souls. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit more about the show? See, so, you know, we're a late night show. We're live and uncut. And uh, because of that, some pretty crazy things happen, you know. And uh, we may say something offensive. Uh, we may piss off some people, so, you know, keep an open mind and have fun. Just remember, it's all a good fun. I mean, this is horseplay. You gotta expect that it's all about shenanigans, Joe. The so-called Nobody's, nobody's asking if you received your donation yet. What? Oh, yeah, 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 I, I already responded to him. 
And then, and yes, we appreciate all the donations. They're not required, but they are always very much appreciated. I'm not requiring it, donations for me. It costs it costs money to keep all this stuff going. People don't realize how much it really costs. Just the time invested alone, you know. I'm not complaining. I I love doing it, but you know, at some point you gotta be like, all right, well, we need we need to push th- certain things because otherwise, you know, it implodes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Cool. <laughs> don't forget, geeks. Horseplay live is every Thursday. At 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Pacific, 4 p. 4 a.m. Sorry, GMT on Twitch channels, Geeky Antics, and simulcast it over on Yogizilla. Horseplay Live replay is also available earlier on Thursdays at about 5 p.m. Eastern Time on AllGamers.com. So now, if you guys come in over and watch the pre-show for Horseplay Live, I will tell you to go do that. So I will remind you next week. But we're there too. So. Few minutes, guys, of your time. I think it's like five minutes is all we need. You can mute the stream, put it in the background, do whatever the fuck you want. But we really appreciate your help. So, for those that do help, we really appreciate a lot. It really does. It does help a lot, especially when we start uh, pushing that uh, top ten and top five of uh, you know allgames.com. So we want to be the top show, of course, but we can't do it without you guys. Yeah. By the way, I also want to th- thank everyone that's been downloading. Our episodes and streaming them through our uh, premier partners because now uh, we've like quadrupled our listening numbers in like the past uh, three weeks or so. It's been pretty crazy. I'm like, whoa, that can't be right, <laughs> you know. But s- say hello. We wanna we wanna get to know you. Like, it's nice to see that there's people out there, and I know a lot of people like to lurk. But you know, say something whether you love or hate the show. The numbers are consistent, though. They've been consistent for the past few weeks, so I'm assuming people are liking what they they hear. <laughs> yeah, it's all you, man. I'm I'm really I'm really nobody. I'm just a second voice. That's all. Oh my god. WWBP, WWBW. What you been playing? What we've been watching? Yeah, we got it. Mm-hmm. Got to do it just a little bit. We got to do it just a little bit, then we're gonna get talking. Yeah, yeah. So we'll skip the video game portion. Tonight, I want to talk about some TV shows real quick. Okay. Obi, stop me. If you see any of these that you've watched, let me know. I'm going to start from the, from the, I'm gonna start from the top, though. Yeah, you're going to be talking for a while. <laughs> you haven't seen any of these? Nope. All right, so from dusk to dawn, did you ever see the movie? Nope. Yes. Okay. I have. Did you like it? The movie? Yeah. Eh. It was All one right. of Quentin Tarantino's earlier joints if I'm not mistaken yeah. get movie yep just like <laughs> some, so just like some of his later stuff okay but anyway go ahead it's camp the show is actually much better than the movie in, in, in terms of having more of a serious cohesive plot but the right. movie the movie's complete camp it's supposed to be just you know what the hell and you know you just go along for the ride um, I will say that the Mexican leading lady uh, on the on the show, Isa Gonzalez, I believe her name is, a hundred times better than Sama Hayek. Uh, th- that alone is worth watching the show. Plus, there's a lot of stripper scenes, there's full nudity. Cause this is an L Ray show. L Ray is like uh, one of those like growing networks that has a lot of like. Wait, there's bunch of boobies in there. Oh yeah, it's crazy. All right, I'll watch. I'll start watching it tonight. Yeah, and yeah, the, the the one of the, the one of the leading ladies. Uh, she's like the main woman on the show. She actually is like um, 
like a Spanish soap opera actress. But great, more she, boring. No, no, no. But she actually has real acting chops, and her she doesn't have an annoying voice. She has that very soothing voice, and then I have the stupid accent. Like that bothers me. Like Spanish was the first language I learned. And you could work through the accent pretty quickly, but you're like, oh no, oh sorry, you have fluffy pillows. Let the, the, oh, do you do you want this? Let the, stop it, stop. No, <laughs> it's like after a while it gets annoying. Anyway, that's just me being picky, hitting and smiling people. Anyway, it's a fun show. It's it's gory. That's racist. It's action packed. <laughs> <laughs> it's got TNA. It's just it's a fun romp. Yeah, I, th- I think you'll like it, Obi. It's, it's a good turn off your brain, just go along for the ride kind of show. You don't have to think about it too much to try to analyze it. Just go along for the ride. Just enjoy it. So you know what I did watch? Like you know what I did watch though? I know this is this is not really off topic, but you don't have it in here. I watched. I caught up and watched the full. What is it like three other seasons of Beauty and the Beast? Oh my god! <laughs> I love that show, dude. I'm sorry. I. I, I don't know why, but it, it's like another show that I've seen recently, but it, I just like it. I don't know if – because it's, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, the vampire and yeah. uh, what's that fucking movie called? Moonlight or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, you know, I'm talking about with vampires and werewolves, team – Twilight. Yeah, Twilight. That's what yeah. it was. Um, it, it's almost kind of like that because it's like, you know, you got uh, – if you guys haven't seen it, then shame on you because I'm spoiling it. Um because you got the you know the the uh, beast, which if you guys have seen like the cartoon or e- any of the other Beauty and the Beast like movies, you you kind of know what's going on a little bit. Yeah. But how he changes and how he learns to control it and how he's like he's like one of the oldest, not oldest, but he's like his DNA is like he was meant to be uh, um, the 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 beast. He was meant to be it. Like he can control it good. And then all of a sudden, like, they're finding out, or they found out, like, uh, that uh, the cop, and I'm not going to spoil too much, but she is actually kin to somebody that this happened to almost 200 years ago. Yeah. And so it's, it's like history like, repeating it's like itself. Desti- yeah. It's like destiny, yeah. like, they're meant to be together. It's, I just like it. Now the fourth no, season cool. started, and it's starting off great. It's starting off awesome. Yeah, I, that's one that I'm purposely avoiding because my, my wife's into it and I started getting sucked into it. And I'm like, no, 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 I can't do it because it's, it's more soapy and, oh, it's, and dude, it's also like dude, a, it's not like, no. And it's got, it's, and it's got, it's like a cop drama too, so like. I don't even want to listen to you right now, bro. And nothing wrong with it, it's just, I don't know. I'm just, I just. I'm scared I, to get into there's it. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's just. It's just one of those movies where you when you, once you once you start watching it, you're gonna be like, okay, I need to finish this because you want to know what's gonna happen next. But it's just it's one of those one of those shows where like I know for a fact like I'm caught up, you know, season four episode one because I, I watched all the other episodes on Netflix and then I watched flipped over to Hulu and watched the the you know the season right now that's happening right now. So I'm gonna be able to watch it every single week. I'm surprised you're not into Vampire Diaries. I I am, but that's one of those things, like you said, my wife's into it. I don't really, yeah. I, I, did you get it to True Blood? True Blood more yes than Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Um, the originals, I watched that. Which is just a spinoff of Vampire Diaries. It's, it's a, no, it's not a, well, it's a spinoff, but it's the... It's like a it's prequel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's like one of those things where I'm curious, mildly curious, and I I watch it here and there when I you know my wife's watching it, but I'm like, no, this is too deep in there, and I just don't want to get into it. Even in the beginning, I was like, I can see this going on for a long time and just be one of those crazy things. Like it tries to kind of be Buffy-ish or a- like Angel, you know, but I just don't like love. I don't fall. I haven't fallen in love with the character. I don't want to because I'm like, nope. What is it like season eight now or something? For Vampire Diaries, it's something crazy uh, like that. Like, I think seven. Yeah, I don't know that's that far behind Supernatural, so it's 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 crazy. Well, a lot of the shows I've been watching that I haven't had a chance to talk about the past few weeks are main. You know, they're all sci-fi. That's more kind of my thing. Um, the thing is, most of these shows are on the Sci-Fi cha- channel. I mean, Sci-Fi channel, <laughs> and that makes me apprehensive because. Sci-Fi hasn't had a really good run post-Stargate SG-1 of, like, keeping shows running. Um, so it makes me worry. Like, I don't want to get attached to the show and then they cancel it. But so I'm going to go through these real quick, uh, and then we'll revisit them next week. Um, the first one is Expanse. Um, this is one of those shows that, that kind of snuck up on me alongside, like, uh, Dominion. Dominion is being canceled after, you know, only two seasons. And that, that show is based on Legion. If you like that movie, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, Expanse, I don't know, it came out of nowhere for me. I, I haven't heard anyone talking about it. And then I looked it up, and the reviews were across, the reviews across the board were great. Like, people, the actual users, the actual fans were reviewing it well. The critics were reviewing it well. Like, it was averaging, like, 8s and 9s, which is pretty good these days for TV. Most most TV shows are, like, 5s, 6s, and 7s, you know? <laughs> so... The thing about the show, it, it starts off with like a rescue mission that goes wrong, and then it's like a revenge plot, and then things get really crazy. And there's some really interesting locations, like they're in space, they're on planets, you know, the usual kind of stuff you expect. But it's a lot more than just like your average space opera. Like it's just interesting. Like the characters are interesting, and then like the plot twists. Uh, plus bonus points, you get a black girl with a British accent, kind of sexy. How many how many episodes or how many uh, seasons is uh, Dust Till Dawn in? Dust Till Dawn had two or th- two seasons, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, two seasons. And they're about 10 to 13 episodes each. Right, I'm just making sure what I'm, I'm looking looking it all up where I gotta go watch these. Yeah. There's a, there's syndication partners for El Rey. I think they still have a partnership with uh, Netflix. So, you should be able to catch all the episodes on there. And they should be coming back for a third season. I think the show's been doing pretty well. It's kind of like the flag, one of the flagship shows, uh, you know, uh, of the El Rey Network. All right, so the next one is uh, The Magicians. Now, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. In, are you into Harry Potter at all, Obi? I don't know if we ever yeah. talked about Harry Potter. Okay. Oh, Tim Curtis the here. The Magicians, I do watch. I didn't even see it. Okay. Watch well, Tim Curtis is, on, is over here. He's on uh, the phone with Google... Fiber tech support? Oh, God. That's too, bad, too bad he's not actually on the, the, uh, the actual channel he's supposed to be on be nice <laughs> he says put video on assholes you can go out to the raw channel you gotta go to, this is the the audio only stream and actually but we have that either way we won't be able to see the video because we haven't been doing webcam for a few weeks now <laughs> maybe we next do, week we don't do webcam because mine's broke sort of uh, mine apparently works well i just don't want to turn mine on right now we'll do it we'll do it next week yeah we'll you guys can see my epic my epic scrub beard before I uh, my beard's already cut it down. My, my beard's my beard has been growing for only 
Uh, nine months now, and it's already longer than Yogi's. How do you know? You haven't seen mine in a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah when, I, yeah, when I streamed the other day. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll have a beard off. I'll straighten it out. Mine's always better than yours, dude. Come on. <laughs> we, we've already voted on that before. Mine is showing a lot of gray, a lot of gray right now. It's pretty crazy. It was mine, dude. I got streaks of gray on my mustache and then going down from my beard. And then you like you know the wings, right? You know the ones right next to your ears. Yeah, yeah. That is all gray. Like I have gray wings, and then I have a couple lines down the middle of my beard, like where my goatee would be, and they're gray lines. If I actually brush it out or comb it out, it'll actually look like gray streaks through my beard. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, mine is out of oh, co- mine is out of he, control. He is here finally. That'd be nice. I am the beard lord. Thank you very much, Lord Racto, <laughs> for that uh, fellow lordship. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine is out of control. I even have like red and blonde hairs in there. I don't know what that's about. But I'm going to mid- dye mine. It's going to be like, uh, I think uh, the first color is going to be pink. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be a fun thing to do. Well, it's actually going to be like, I'm going to actually get it done. It's not going to be spray because then it gets everywhere. Yeah, that could It's be actually going to be, it's going to be really funny. Because it's going to be like pink, and then um, where she's going to put it in like a cap, and then like she's going to frost it like tips. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be pretty pretty sweet. It's going to be pink and green, and then yeah, it'll be you guys. Will, you guys will have fun this summer. No, and I'm not cutting it off unless the uh, hair dye fucking fries it or something. Yeah, I got I got to <laughs> trim mine down. I've just mainly been letting it grow in the wild, but it's out of control. I got to like. Do some right, hedge clip keeping. The magicians, go ahead. So yeah, so for those that don't know, this is another sci-fi show. Um, season, it? Yeah, it's only one season, um, and, and a lot of these shows are based on either a lot of sci-fi shows right now are based on either books or comics. Uh, this one's based on a book, and imagine if Harry Potter actually knew more than five spells. Imagine if Harry Potter was slightly less annoying. And imagine if the story was actually darker, edgier, and less predictable. That's the magicians. And I know this is going to piss a lot, a lot of Harry Potter fans off, but I, it's, I, I think this is a much more interesting world. Um, the only thing that Harry Potter does better is it, it has more lovable characters and it develops them better. But pl- storytelling-wise, and the set pieces and like just the actual magic is a lot more interesting. They just need to do more with the, the character development. They have some cool characters, but it's like everyone hates the protagonist because he's like super depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, you know, he's a total emo. <laughs> and then the, the, everybody likes the asshole, and I actually don't like the asshole that much. Like he's funny, but it's like, dude, stop yeah, being an asshole. People all the time. like me more. People like me more than you. It's because I'm the asshole. Is that what it is? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just. Facts, man. Um, I will not be watching that because I I'm I'm out of it on the TV and I can't watch it on Hulu because you have to have a certain provider and I don't have one of those shitty providers like Dish Network. Really, who's got fucking Dish Network <laughs> for the magicians? Yeah, I don't I'm not watching on TV. I don't watch TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, there's only one there's only one season of it out, so um, and then it's, I think. I think a lot of these shows are due to come back this summer. So, it's going to be a pretty crazy summer. I know for sure Dark Matter and The Killjoys, which are part of the same block. And also, both shows that uh, picked up the budget dollars left 
behind by the Defiance because Defiance was canceled, which is weird because Defiance got really good ratings, but apparently the show was too expensive for them to produce, and it makes sense because between the CGI, the the sets that they built, the costumes, the makeup, like practical effects are actually more expe- expensive than than the, C- the computer graphics because that's anybody can do the computer graphics these days. It's like the, the practical effects. That's always going to be more expensive. That's when people, very few people, do it anymore. Like very few people do actual makeup and like contacts and do all this like these cool effects without using computers because the computer stuff is lazy, but it doesn't look as compelling, you know. So anywho, that's my rat there. But dark matter, uh, really cool. We'll get too into it, but basically, people come out of uh, a crew uh, on a on a, sh- on a ship, a uh, spaceship of some sort. They come out of cryostasis. No one knows who they are, and there, that, then things get crazy. Killjoys kind of has, it's kind of similar in, in some ways, like the, the kind of pacing. It's a little more action-packed than Dark Matter. Uh, it's more about bounty hunters, but it's still the same kind of ragtag bunch of people, you know, that have a lot of drama between them, and that's kind of part of the issues, not just the, you know, the battles with the bad guys. It's the, the inner conflict, the inner... The inner turmoil and that kind of stuff. Uh, it has Aaron Ashmore. Uh, Killjoy has Aaron Ashmore of Warehouse 13 fame. Not to be confused with his twin, Sean Ashmore, who played Iceman on X-Men. And uh, the main he's the main character on Quantum Break. They look freaking exactly alike. It's really hard to, to like t- tell them apart. I think Sean had more of a, a slightly square face. He was more a little more manly. Yeah, he's a blockhead. <laughs> but look at them. Their faces are, like, exactly the same. It's crazy. Um, anywho. cuter than the other, too. <laughs> Z, Z Nation. I want to bring up the show. I know it's been out oh, for a while. Man. But it's just... I'm amazed. Yeah, this show is a silly show with zombies in it. It's not as serious as The Walking Dead. It's not meant to be. But they still ended it on a better cliffhanger than Walking Dead did. And they actually have really good stories in there. Like, they're having fun with it, but it's still, you know, they're still having fun with it. Yeah, they gotta be twins, BFT. They gotta be I, twins. They look too alike. I, I watched Z Nation, like, for the first two or three episodes, and I got bored. I mean, you gotta be into zombies, and you have to like horror and, like, camp. But, like, it, that show actually keeps getting better. But you gotta know, that's what it is. It's just crazy shit. Like, every episode's, like... Well, what can they do to wow you? And they do some crazy stuff. So they are twins, yeah. They have to be. Like, they don't, there's no way they couldn't be. Like, they look too identical. <laughs> I confuse them all the time. Anywho, uh... Thank you, buddy. <laughs> thanks, buddy. That's so, yeah. you. Z, Z Nation <laughs> still gets lots of love from me. Uh, finally, Defiance, which I gotta say, there's a petition out there. Sign this, please. Whether you play the game or you like, or, or you love the show, or both... See, for the petition, because someone's got to pick this up. Netflix maybe could pick it up, because Defiance is a really good show. I think it gives Game of Thrones a run for its money. In fact, it's better than Game of Thrones in some ways, because it still has the dark, the darkness and the grit, but there's you, there's tons of characters, right? You got the backstory, the settings are fascinating, just like Game of Thrones, but instead of killing off all the characters, they pace themselves a little better. They find other ways to shock you. You know, and make you more invested in the characters. Like, in Game of Thrones, that's the one bad thing, really. You know, besides all the debauchery. 
is that you can't get attached to the characters because you don't, you never know when they're going to kill him off. It's like, why should I get invested in the character if he's going to probably die? You know? All right, Robbie, have a good day. Enjoy work. We're going to sit you in this season, Obi. No. So, Defiance, no. it's only three seasons. It's a worth, worthwhile watch. I love this show so much that I'm rewatching it. I've been rewatching it from the start. And I still really enjoy it. And that's really rare. It's rare that I will rewatch a show. So, tell I'll pick up where I think I left off. And I'd be like, fuck yeah, I don't, I don't care enough to go back to the beginning. I just want to see what happened next. And, I, and I'd be like, what's going on here? Because I won't remember most of the stuff. But with this, I'm like, I got to start from the beginning again. Just to experience all that. So, you know, Defiance, sadly, I think is the closest thing they had to, like, Stargate caliber. And Sci-Fi still doesn't have that heavy hitter. It could be Expanse. It, it could be Dark Matter. It could be Killjoys. I think if any show from the lineup is going to be it, it's either going to be The Magicians or Expanse. I would think. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions. Fear the Walking Dead. Twelve Monkeys. Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Sleepy Hollow, which you still need to catch up with. The Strain, that's coming this summer, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, anything else, Obi? Any other shows you recommend? Uh, nope. Alright. Well, moving on. Moving, moving on. on By the way, I petition for the listeners. is on change.org. Just look up Defiance and you'll find... There's probably a few petitions on there. But I think if anybody could pick this up, uh, Netflix would be a good choice. I would love Showtime or HBO to pick it up, but, you know, like, let me see. Game of Thrones is the HBO show. If Showtime picked it up and they they did and they made it more, as raunchy as Game of Thrones is, like as risque as it is on, on HBO, Showtime could compete with, with the Defiance, make it much edgier, you know. Full nude. Cause they already had some TNA and Defiance, but they, ha- they they have to pull the punches. Like it's crazy now. Like remember sci-fi? You wouldn't hear cursing, or you wouldn't see any nudity. That was all PG. Yeah, now it's all like side boob, ass crack, and they drop a lot of shits. They've let a few fucks slip through. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. It's a brave new world on TV. I mean, it's cable TV, but still, I wouldn't expect it from sci-fi. I mean, it's it's interesting. Anyway. Obi's doing a weird dance. It's I know, they, see, they can see me. <laughs> uh, don't make me put on my Tim, cam. Tim Curtis got pissed off about, where's his camera's at? You're not alive, man. So, hi. <laughs> yeah, he always would join when we're not doing video. He's like, why, why are you doing a video stream if you don't have actual video? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. It's uploaded to YouTube, so. I want him to cry. Tap into that audience, that's all. Slideshow is still video. It's just not, you know, it's still moving pictures. It's not webcam. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next segment, Obi. You ready for this? I'm gonna yeah, I'll ever be. I'm going to see how you're going to pull this off. What? Pull what off? <laughs> Scroll down. I'm trying to. I don't, where, where's it at? Here, I got to. <laughs> oh, yeah, we run a tight ship here, guys. And don't forget, in the meantime, you can call in if you want to be a part of the discussion. I'm talking about mobile <laughs> games. E3 stuff. We got a good hour or so to talk about it. Challenge accepted. Ready? <clears throat> I'm ready. <laughs> Not so much quickie. I don't know. How'd that sound? Rediscovering mobile games. <laughs> the good and the what the f- part two. Yeah, so you know, last week we kind of t- t- dipped our toes in this. I know, Obi, you're not really as into the mobile things. But I think it matters because this... Mobile has a huge impact on the industry, and mobile 
gaming represents. Last I checked, I saw some staggering number where, like, more gaming, like sixty percent of gaming is done on mobile devices now. That's a pretty significant amount. I mean, even if it's only thirty percent, that's still huge. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my lord! Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. You know, and the funny thing is, you know, Obi. I know we used to always make fun of mobile games, and I know all gamers, you know, all us, you know, hardcore gamers, you know, long time gamers. I've never. Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, we, you talk about yourself. I've never of, ever. No, I've made never fun of ever. Casual games. Every it, game is casual. No, we mean like the games where it's like BS stuff, like Cookie Clicker or Adventure Capitalist, where you're not really doing anything. You're just kind of like clicking stuff. Hey, I'm a multi-decillionaire on Venture Capital, so you can kiss my ass. And there's nothing wrong with it. Sometimes you need a time killer. But the point is, there's a, there's been for a long time, there's been a stigma with mobile games that all they are is like throwaway experiences, right? A time killer, and there's not really any depth to them. And that's really changing, and it's been changing for a while. Um, there's a lot of you know talk that E3 is going to have a lot of uh, mobile games on, on display, on, on demo, which is, you know... Something that's crazy, like, you know, they've been doing that for a while, but they're saying that they're devoting more and more space to that. Because the truth is that console gaming and even PC gaming has become a little stagnant. There's not much being done to innovate on the core experience. And this feeds into our whole discussion of the state of the, the gaming union, and you know, the, the state of the video game industry, whichever you prefer. So, you know, it matters because this esports potential, believe it or not, it could open up a whole new area. Like, it, the and someone's going to come up with a way to do this. And the first person to tap into esports for mobile is going to be filthy rich. Because it's a growth sector. Why wouldn't you tap into it? If you if you could develop for it and then um, facilitate it. It's already out. Yeah, but it's not it's not that in, big. Well, in Korea. But. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's out. But if it hasn't been there's hit. A game. There's a game called Vin. I have to go. I have to find it. Hold on. Keep talking. Go ahead. What is MOBAs on on, 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 on uh, mobile? Every kind of every genre is on mobile now. There's RTSs, TCGs, CCGs. Everything's out there. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff happening next in the next few years. Um, big studios. If, if big if big studios can get behind mobile in a big way, mm. <laughs> BFT says Hearthstone. Boom. Next. Yes, but Hearthstone. Doesn't count as much because it's cross-platform, and you know it's not like the, the, the mobile, not the, the premier platform. So that, <laughs> it's, it's edging there, but it's not really where it could be at. Give me a sec, and I'll find this game. But what we're talking about, guys, is we're talking about mobile games that are that actually matter. Hearthstone is not really a mobile game that actually matters because, like you said, its its main platform is PC. Um, you know, you get, uh, there's, but there's, there's a game, there's a MOBA out right now, I just have to find it. Dot Arena? Actually, no. Uh, it's like uh. Finn Valkyrie or something like that. It's over in Korea. I have to, just give me a minute, I'll find it. But it's something <laughs> that we're, we're looking at, like, the mobile is, it's, it's, it's primary, uh, platform. Where, where these guys, where I was watching the stream, it's, I just have to, again, I have to find it. But it's it's basically these guys have their phones. A couple guys have like tablets, and they play on their phones and tablets. And it's they're actually it's a three v three, and they were actually in an auditorium like a tournament rise. Um, but just, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of potential. I mean, Hearthstone definitely does mobile gaming right, and we're gonna get into that. But another thing is, 
with mobile gaming, there's a tricky thing that happens. A game that requires skill usually isn't that profitable. But I don't think them skill and profit is I don't think they should be mutually exclusive. It's just the way people have developed because it's easier to go to one way or the other. You know, pay to win is profitable, but it's not good for people to want something that's skill based. Um another thing that's interesting about mobile gaming is a direct line of communication to the gamers. If you can natively communicate with gamers right on the devices that most of us have on us all the time you know and some people find that intrusive but it's it's an interesting it changes the dynamic completely because you get to push notifications and you're in that ecosystem even when you're not in the game you know and and triple a games you know big studio games or just non-mobile games as a whole can learn a lot from mobile games because of the the way there's the, the aspects of stickiness the replayability, what, make, what makes those things happen, what, what boosts those things, what makes them more profitable, what kind of revenue models can they ex- explore, second screen experiences, we're still not really there, companion apps, there's a lot of, of freaking uh, potential, you know, so, you know, some of, the, some of the types of mobile games, you could kind of qualify them as casual time killers, I mean, you got your cookie clicker, adventure capitalist, you know, that low skill, Low replayability stick, slash stickiness, low depth, and low time commitment. Basically, these are, whenever you feel like it, you jump into it for a change of pace. They're palate cleansers. Mm-hmm. Then you get the hardcore t- time killers. Your Simpsons tapped out. Your My Singing Monsters. Anything that, re- you know, where not really much skill involved, but like you got to constantly keep checking back, you know, harvest stuff, feed your monsters. Check, you know, your respawns, your cooldown, blah, blah, blah. And it's, a, it's a lot, there's a, there's a medium amount of depth, a high time commitment, you know, but, you know, and lots of replayability, you know, high replay, replayability, but not really much skill. It's, just a, a, it's a time sink. There's casual competitive games. Uh, word with, I would say word with, Words with Friends, Draw Something, uh, Madden NFL Mobile, King of Thieves, Gems of War, Downwell. Uh, even Sonic Dash 2, which I know people a lot of, uh, hate on it, but you know it's, it's a good game. Uh, which you know these kind of games require a medium to high skill level. They have high replayability, replayability, high depth, medium time commitment. You know, and then you get your hardcore, hardcore competitive games like you know, Fantastica, Classic Clans, Marvel Puzzle Quest. These are high across the board. They're high, high skill, high replayability, because, but it's also this, you know there's high depth. But you know, with that. It's high time commitment. You can't go into them that casual. Not if you want to be competitive. Um, and then you got your throwaways, you know. The, the games like Lifeline, Find the Difference, Angry Birds, Shoot the Apple. They're one and dones, you know. They're usually story driven or they're static. You know, they got levels, trivia. And after that, you know, that really, you can't really replay them because after you play them so much that they're done or you really know all the content. And then there's the balanced games that have the best of all worlds your Hearthstone. For example, or I would say Soul Forge or Shadow Era, or even Gems of War. I think these games are very well balanced. So no, no video for me tonight. <laughs> then that gives that gives Obi something more to, to get distracted with. So I, I, I say all this, you know, because there's a formula out there, right? Obi, there's a formula that's proven. I know game developers have to be looking at this and see the differences between the games. What's required of the gamers, and what kind of sense of reward and progress the gamers get, and how that translates into profit and 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 game hours logged, right? Mm-hmm. Also, how what's the average lifetime of a of a of a gamer? 
you know, because in mobile games, it's like a it's like a lifestyle thing. You know, with uh, with other games, people play them really hard for a month or two, then they they move on to the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mobile games, it's like an ongoing thing, and the most successful mobile games are the ones that keep people hooked. It's like a drug. So I think you know, you know, pe- ignoring mobile games would be a a bad idea because uh, there's a lot of things to look at there. So we're gonna, we're gonna table the mobile discussion for now, and I'm gonna go too deep into it. You know, um, the game I was talking about though, uh, before we get off this, is uh, it's part of the Valkyrie Chronicles. Um, uh, it's called Lynn, L Y N N, Lynn Valkyrie. Uh, and it's a mobile 3v3 game. Uh, they play it in Korea, mostly. Um, I thought it was Dota 2 at first, but it's it's actually a, its own game. So it's it's an esport over there. So I guess it's it's really a lot easier to get be to for have a Korean made game be an esport because that's where it started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that that's that's where it's high. If you guys go to OGN. Um, on Twitch, go to OGN and, and, and actually follow them, you'll see it come up. It's been it's been coming up lately the last uh three about three weeks or so. So Speaking of which Overwatch number two most streamed game past couple of weeks. Yep. It overtook uh was it League of Legends? Yeah, don't it overtook League of Legends. Uh yes. at least at least on the days that uh, I've been checking. Just under Dota two now. Yep. That's crazy. Like right now, right now is Dota Two, League of Legends. Dota Two's got like two hundred thirty-three thousand viewers on it now, so they're doing a tournament right now. Yeah. Um, League of Legends sixty-eight. Hearthstone's actually forty-three, and then Overwatch has thirty-five thousand. So, but you got some big people uh, like um, like Duck Sauce. I know you know who he is. <laughs> uh, he does a morning show. Uh, Duck Sauce is playing Overwatch right now with probably about. 13,000 so himself no it's only 5k so but there's there's quite a few streams there's like five six streams that are over a thousand people apiece yeah so overwatch you know the hype train is still strong oh everybody's playing it dude and it's in there the, the talking the talks for you know esports and stuff like that are getting really i mean like i said before there's actually established teams already uh for uh some of the bigger uh teams in Europe and in uh, United States, so sounds like Cloud Nine's going to have one. Probably uh, CLG's probably going to have one. Um, Fnatic over in EU uh, is going to have one. So I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna get big, dude. It's gonna get big. I can tell you that right now. That's what she said. No, she said it's big. I'm going to say it's going to get bigger. <laughs> yeah. Had to let Blue out. She's like, yeah. She hasn't been good. She hasn't been going meow crazy on the stream lately. Oh, Tim, you need to come on. You need to come on Teamspeak, homeboy. He's drunk. <laughs> oh boy, come join me. Hmm. <laughs> well, before we move on from the mobile discussion, you know, I think some of the strengths of mobile is is when they have skill over uh, over luck. It's a quicker play, right? You could jump in, jump out, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That 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 removes a lot of the friction. You don't have to mess with it load times or, you know, pop a disc in or whatever. It's it's really easy, simple. Uh, it's more accessible. It tends to be better for new users, right? I can introduce a game to a friend that's into it, and they can jump in and learn it pretty quickly. Whereas with other kind of games, there's a learning curve. Now, not always the case. 
you know, uh, <laughs> he said he misses seeing us live. I am live, motherfucker. Oh I'm my right god! Here. Do I do I have to do I have to put on the camera? Yogi's not gonna do it, guys. So just whatever. He's just not gonna do it. Oh my lord! I'll put on the freaking camera. Jesus, freaking! My chair, my chair is low, so I have to like. There you go. Oh, now you're roboting. Is it because I put the camera? Say something now, Obi. Oh yeah, I can't do that. I'm la. Am I lagging? So anyway, um, so back to the you know the good and the bad of mobile games. Uh, another thing that's nice to you know is portable. It's convenient, obviously, by nature. Mm-hmm. You got steady content and, and updates. Like the games that I've played, um, and I, I had to make I had to make like a conscious decision to like cut some of them out. Cause, not because they were bad, but that the content was so steady. It's like I never had a break from it. It's like, oh my god, you know, if you juggle three or four games that have constant events, and it's like eventually you have to be like, all right, I'm gonna take a little break from this because it'll own you. You know, uh, there's a game. Based on the Final Fantasy universe, not the Fantastica. There's another one was like Final Fantasy Adventures or something. And it's a, it's a really cool game, but like that that was the thing was like a constant stream of, of updates. Uh, there's another one called the Defenders of Texel. That's a really cool game too. Like it had pixel, pixelated kind of graphic pixel art, whatever you want to call it, kind of retro looking. But it was really, really cool effects on it and a cool battle system. But it was a collectathon. There's also a lot of grinding and, and, and nonstop playing. Uh, so you know, the steady content is good, but it can also be a bad thing. Um, mobile game is also really ripe for gil- gaming guilds and, and and clans. You know, and there's not that many games that have that built in. Nothing I like about mobile games is that they tend to have loyalty rewards and welcome back rewards, whereas you know other kind of games, especially like console games, don't really have retention built in like they might have some things to hook you back in like oh this weekend we're doing triple x experience you know triple xp but you know that's something that doesn't really make you feel that special like there's things that if you do it right like random gifting like a lot of mobile games they'll randomly gift you it's like hey thanks for being an awesome member of our community here's a random gift you know and you feel like a vip you know there's a lot of things that the gaming industry can learn from the way you know, the good things that mobile games do, but there are bad things. You got the pay to win stuff. You got the hitting costs, the total disrespect and disregard of your time. You know, because <laughs> some of these games, if you want to be competitive, you basically have to like play every hour on the hour. And who's got that kind of time? Um, there's a lot of there's actually still uh, uh, like elit- elitism and a huge skill gap, like you would see in, in the MMO and some of these like really hardcore competitive games. Um, some of the expansions, some of the updates are just cash grabs. They're lazy. Um, there's a limited amount of communication, especially interplayer. So that's something they can work on. And some people just find mobile games intrusive and noisy. You know, the push notifications, and then they, they want permissions to everything. Oh, can you allow us access to make phone calls? You allow us access to access your contact? You allow us access to post to Facebook? Blah, 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 blah. You know, and that's, that, that can be a barrier to entry because a lot of people, you know, they're super paranoid, you know, mm-hmm. so they see that and they're like, oh, hell no. Uh, BFT says uh, Final Fantasy fourteen has something like that. Every so many months of having a sub, you get mounts, pets, etc. Yeah, MMOs are pretty good about that. 
like MMOs have a lot of the same kind of things in place as mobile games do. But like, if, like I would like to see that into other kind of genres. Like, how cool would it be? You know, you log on to Rainbow Six Siege, and they say, "Thanks for sticking with us. Here's some random shit. Here's some random, C- you know, Rainbow R six points. You know, that you can use to buy a, a new operator or whatever, or some skins, whatever. You know, that that kind of stuff is, is really cool. It's it's like it's like the it's like the free prize, and it's a cereal box prize." You know, Roby, when you were a kid, when they still had, they still had cool things inside a cereal box. That's something you don't see anymore. So people don't know that magic anymore of, like, having your favorite cereal and then you find something awesome inside of it. And that's some little bullshit, like, cut the bar- back back in this box and you make it into a, max, a mask. Yay! Or you can make it into a finger puppet. Like, real cool toys inside of there. And a lot of kids, you know... They would bug their parents to buy a, a cereal, but it's like, you're not going to even eat the cereal. You're just going to dig your hand into the cereal box and pull out the toy. <laughs> Which, you know, I did, I did too, but I still ate cereal. But yeah, I, I did that shit too. Actually, I, if I got caught doing that, I would get in trouble. So I'd get one of my mom's giant mixing bowls and pour it all into the mixing bowl and then, like, spoon it back into the box after I get the thing out. Hey, I didn't rifle through everything. Did you ever have the problem where, like, it just, after you try to do that, the box would have, like, a really stupid shape to it? Yeah. <laughs> you can never get that box to be back, you know, back to normal. Oh, man. Yeah, good time. And I think that's somewhat of fun. Like, one thing that mobile games have in common with other games is that the good ones have the a lot of discovery, you know, like a lot of that, they capture that magic of getting the the free prize in your Cracker Jack box or in your cereal pri- your cereal box. You know, like loot loot crates, perfect example. It, it's it's bullshit stuff, right? Because like the digital items. So if the game shuts down, you know, you don't have access to those things anymore, right? Right. It's money and time in, but you get nothing out. Like so, like you you hold on to these things and you hope that the game lasts long enough for you to really feel special about these things. But the moment that game is dead and worthless, right? But for, while that game is popular, they, they they have a value, and some people sell them on the black market. You know, uh, people sell rare knives or or, or rare uh, items, rare units. Like on Fantastica, if you have like a a rare unit, like a level eight uh, rarity thing, because level nines and uh, nine and ten stars are not tradable. Because they don't want to create a huge black market, but eights, you know, you know, and sevens and everything below, they're they're tradable. And if you get one that's like a limited edition or a super rare one, people will pay you real money for it. You know, obviously you get banned if you get caught, but you know, these little black markets for for all these things in different games and mobile games have them too, like just like MMOs do. This is this kind of interesting, like that. You know, you open up a, a pack of cards on Hearthstone. You know, there's something satisfying. About getting the surprise, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Soul Forge cards or any or any electronic TCG, CCG, you know. There's just something. There's something really addicting about that. Like you know, the other day, Obi, you were streaming Overwatch and you opened up 50 loot crates at once, and that's just huh? pe- people will watch freaking streams. Like I, I see it all the time. I go if I just search on if you just search on Twitch and do card pack opening or loot crate opening 
or any kind of keywords like that, you'll find streams, and I guarantee those streams will have a lot of viewers, even if, even if they're a no-name person, especially if that game is popular. Can people, like, it's like even living vicariously through you, they enjoy that, and in people's minds, it's like, well, if you have good a good pull like that, then I'm going to try the same thing you did, and maybe I'll get some good luck, even though it's all RNG, right? But if right. you see someone open up 50 things, and they get a legendary, it's like, well, if I do that, then I have a high chance of getting legendary too. But you never know. It's it, it's a roll well, of I the gotta, dice. I gotta, I'm going to do it again on PC here in a couple of days, but it's going to be, like, I got, you know, like, 10 legendaries out of the 50 crates. But, I mean, it was just, it's just something to do. Just say, hey, look what, you know, let's see what I can get kind of thing. That's all it is. Oh, yeah. People eat this shit up. I mean, it's, it's addicting. I think it's a similar crowd that also likes watching unboxing videos. Those are like the extremists, you know, but it's just something about that discovery, that that newness and wondering what's in the box, you know, when it's a surprise, like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of these companies that do the the random crates, you know, the boxes sent to you, not just loot crate, there's a bunch of them now, you know, and, and people open up those, open those up on streams, like, let's see what I got this week, oh, I got three pairs of socks, uh, some condoms, it's like, what, some random ass shit, <laughs> And a silly hat. <laughs> Lord, right. Lord Roger says uh, the phenomenon was first called cardboard crack. <laughs> uh, yeah, the crack, the crack is real, man. The digital crack is it keeps those habits going on. <laughs> BFT is excited about the socks. You know, I like I like cool socks. You know, I like it's it's funny. Like when you when you're a kid, you're like, ugh, socks. What do you hate me? And then you get you get older, and it's like you actually appreciate size, especially the cool size. Like, well, I had some Doctor Who size. I don't know. I think I showed it on the stream before. Like they had like Dal- one pair had like Daleks in it. It was, it was like uh, exterminate, exterminate. <laughs> uh, and another pair had like the, the Tardis floating around, and I forgot what the other one had like three pairs. Oh damn! But yeah, cool socks. There you go. Oh, but you ready to talk about some E3? Yeah, man. I'm just trying to figure out why my the TeamSpeak doesn't work for me. Yeah, they didn't let me go in either. But it says it's up, and there's guys still in there. I don't know what it is. It probably <laughs> detected a dirty connection and banned us temporarily. Yeah, but I would see that in the ban list. So maybe, maybe we're just too cool for TeamSpeak. And said, no. Yeah, but I don't want to be. It's I don't I don't want to be too cool for. It's, it's probably it probably didn't disconnect properly, so you have to wait for it to time you out. That happens. Yeah, but I'm I have the administrator right anyway. Let's go, E three. Yeah, but it didn't like drop your connection completely, so it's like you have to wait for it to like drop you out on the server side. It's weird stuff that happens. It, it goes to your connection basically. Oh yeah, I take all the, like the basic thing. Did you try closing and opening again? Yep. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Or or rebooting. That's the next. That's the next step, and then that fails. Now it's it's just the connections. Uh, the connections ghost. That's all it is. It happens. Well, I restarted it, so we'll see. All right. So this is our feature discussion here. This we're gonna probably end the discussion with tonight. Since we're having some tech issues, but um, we're gonna talk about you know we're talking a little bit about E3 2016 coming up a few days here, and more more sort of the state of the video game industry. Uh, I'm going to be looking at, you know, E3's coming, and, you know, it's likely going to be more, more marketing BS, more more sales talk, right? But this year, 
I, I was going to say this could be a pivotal year, but it really is a pivotal year because there's a lot of change right now. Uh, there's a lot of things breaking, a lot of things that become stagnant, and there's a lot of need for change. Um, and a lot of change is coming in the wrong shape. You know, like people are really getting hyped about VR, and we'll get into that, but is that really what we need right now? No, nah, I don't think so. Um, so whether you believe the hype or not, I think it's a, it's a pivotal year. I think... You know, 2016, 2017, there's going to be some big things happening. Uh, some things are going to break, some things are going to be born, you know. Some things, some things will die, you know, and some things will make way, and those deaths will make way for a better thing. Who knows? But uh, let's look at the state of the game, gaming industry. Well, what E3 may address. So I, I, want, I first wanted to do a SWOT analysis for the big players in the industry. So you, you start to say, what the hell is a SWOT analysis? It's a marketing thing, it's a business thing. It stands for strengths, weaknesses, op- opportunities, and, and threats. Basically, a model that consultants like me use to kind of assess the viability of a business model, right? And it's a really important thing to look at, even as a consumer, as a fan. You know, you're you're you may not be an investor, but you're invested in what you're doing, right? When you buy a PS4, or Xbox One, a Wii U, whatever, a PC, you're you're making an investment because you're hoping that it's going to return, and that return is is contingent upon the success of all the different companies, the brands driving that platform. Mm-hmm. So if they fail, you lost your money and you lost your investment because you get no return on it. So, you know, I, I think it's a good way to look at it. It's something different we could do here. So first, we'll talk about Sony. So you keep hearing, we keep hearing about Sony leading in sales, right? Uh, but what have they done with it? Okay, the and a lot of people are saying that even the P- PS4 fanboys are even starting to say the PS4 is the best PS3 out there. <laughs> Why do they say that? Because they're still playing last year's games. They're remastering games, re-releasing old games. There's, there's nothing really new there. You know, it's still the same games they were playing before. You know, these people say that about Xbox One, but not so much. They, 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 they try a little more. I think... Sony to become complacent. So, some headlines and predictions. So we heard here we heard about the PS Neo, which everybody was saying was going to be be the PS 4.5, and that was going to be 4K. We called it. It wasn't 4K. Sorry, <laughs> but what it is, it adds plus 2.3 teraflops to the base PS4 specs. So it's going to be pushing over four teraflops. Uh, what's 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 flops? Who, why the fuck should I care about flops? The floating, what is it, floating uh, operations? It's, it's basically, basically all it fucking means is that it could produce, it could do more math calculations in less time. So it is important, because when it comes down to it, 3D graphics is all like, you know, trigonometry and freaking calculus and all kinds of geometry and all this shit happening on the fly. It's like... You know, it's gotta it's gotta do all the calculations for that, so we don't see any real delay, right? We don't see the computer actually, you know, the console or the console calculating everything, but we see the end result, and it happens so quickly. I remember when gigaflops. Remember when gigaflops was a big thing, Obi, or just flops. Now it's teraflops. This is the next big number people are gonna be throwing around. <laughs> yeah. So strengths. And Obi, uh, if you have any strengths you want to throw in or any you want to throw in any, any of these, uh, feel free. But strengths, okay. I, what I wrote down here is PS4 tops console sales. That's the, the one. That's the one thing they keep hinging on, and it's the 
strongest castle, arguably, right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you got uh, CLG, MLG, you got, not CLG, MLG, um, you know, for the, the console for, for eSport. And you guys, I'm going to say eSports a lot just because what I that's what I am, that's what I do. So um, from the eSports side of it, console is PS4 all the way because one, it's got one, of course, you know, Xbox has Halo, stuff like that, but PS4 is the, it's got, it's got Call of Duty 3 right now, so, and that's where people are at. Yeah, but none of that has to do with the actual performance of the system. It's just they have the the big the wider install base. That's all it is. Oh no, that's because they had they gave MLG money, more money than Xbox wanted to. Anyway, sorry, I miss I miss uh misheard. <laughs> I'm freaking out trying to figure out why I can't get in my own goddamn team speak. Yeah, BFT uh what up? I think we're gonna get to that. The, the PS4.5 is, is going to be required for Sony VR. Uh, it actually won't be. You can use the, the external box, but with the P, with the PS4.5 or PS Neo, you'll have native support for it and it'll perform better. But eventually, going to be like if there's going to be games that'll be like you need the updated mod system. So it's going to end up happening. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to say that that won't be the case, and they're not going to segment the audience. And this is the scary part of iterative, iterative hardware. But you know, I think it's a necessary evil. They just need to execute on, on it properly. Uh, weaknesses. I'm just gonna say software library. There's nothing in the in the in the PlayStation in, in PlayStation's library that makes me go woohoo. I also hate the controller, but that's just a personal thing. Uh, opportunities, new IPs. I think that's what they need. Um, I also still think that their online experience still sucks. But again, that's more me being personal projecting. Uh, threats, complacency. <laughs> that's their biggest threat: being complacent. Yeah, uh, they have this lead, and I don't think they've done anything with it, you know. So I, I think that they got him very comfortable. Now, I can elaborate a lot more on that, but that's just like very high level assessment. Uh, Microsoft, however, you know their, their big goal—they don't care about how they do compared to the comp- competition. They just want to be in more living rooms, you know. And 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 that doesn't mean just Xbox One; it could be in any way. Like they want to just get their content in more living rooms, you know. And that could be a lot of things. Uh, we'll get into that in a second, but I think timing is going to be the big thing for Microsoft because last last time they took the step forward, they were up first, and everybody else is kind of able to take advantage of that and make fun of them. And that's the problem. Like a- Any company in the past that's gone first with an announcement usually has failed because the people that follow it up would be like, well, they'll play off of that and be like, oh, pfft, whatever, we're not going to do that. We're gonna mm-hmm. do something better, and, that, and that's what happened. That, that's like, like that happened to Sega so many times, you know. Sega announced the specs for the system, and then, and then you know another company comes around and be like, "Yeah, we'll do that plus two, you know." And it's just one upping left and right. Uh, so, th- hey, have you heard about the, some of the stuff in the headlines? The uh, big thing with with Microsoft is the talk about the Xbox Mini and the Xbox One Scorpio. Yes. Scorpio is the uh, the updated version, you know, the more processing power. And Mini is just, they're trying to get some accessibility. Yeah. So the Scorpio is cool because they're, they're, that's still, they're still saying it's a way out. So they don't, they don't want people to feel like they're giving up on the Xbox One prematurely. And they're still saying they're going to support the Xbox One. Like it's still going to be the Xbox One. still be the same games. But... The Scorpio is already is gonna is gonna be a significant upgrade. Can I talk about six teraflops? Now I don't want to get stuck in the numbers, 
But the thing is, since, since Microsoft is not hard pressed to release this anytime soon, if they say this is going to be, you know, what is it, about three years into the console cycle, so if they release this in four, four or five, five years in, I think that's an acceptable console life cycle. But it's not technically the end of a generation. It's just a step up. But it's a major step up. Like from everything that they've been hinting it, at, well, it's, specs, it's it's exactly what they did with the Xbox 360 and the PS3, where they did the extra yeah extra but, stuff with them. Yeah, but these are significant upgrades. Like with the 360, that they, they well, that doesn't matter the size of the upgrade. It's still what they did with PS3 and Xbox 360. They I mean, these are these are massive upgrades. Like with. PS3 and, and, and 360. Okay. They, I, 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 I want our audience to know. Because, yeah, they have done iterative hardware, right? But before it was more... It wasn't as transparent, right? Like, it just kind of happened. Like, you would buy a new system, and if you compare them side by side, you would notice that some would perform better than others, right? So they make a slightly slightly faster processor. You know, what did they talk about the... What's the phrase they use? Like they, they use a smaller die, so they had more processing power, or whatever. I'm not gonna get into those specs of it, but you know, uh, you know, bigger, bigger storage space, right, and better um, disk drives. But those are all things that you don't really notice unless you're really paying attention, right? Right. But if you like compare the first generation 360 to like, uh, let's say a, a 360 Elite, it's a big difference. Right. So. You know, this this is a major upgrade. Like this is like not like a slight edge thing. Like they're talking about more RAM, like significantly more RAM. Cause like all the three sixties had only five twelve mega was five twelve megabytes of uh, of RAM. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like if you really think about it, that's nothing. But they yeah. did a lot with that system. It's a half a gig. I mean, if you think about PC builds or anything else like that, what they're doing right now, I mean, you're looking at six gigs of RAM is shitty. <laughs> That's the world we live in, yeah. So this is gonna be a significant upgrade, and then, and then, you know, since they're already behind, they're not hard pressed to really re- release this anytime soon. They're taking the time with that. That's what they need to do, mm-hmm. because the more once they get, you know, they get a better feel for the marketplace, they already know what the what the PS meal is gonna be, so they could just completely make something significantly better, come in at a better at a more attractive price point. Right, you know, because remember that's one of the things that also hurt the Xbox One is that, you know, Sony was like, "Oh, we're going to be a hundred dollars cheaper," and they were able to do that because they came after them, and they just went for the for that. That was like their play, the hail mary. Like, all right, they're they're going further, presenting further, whatever they say. All right, we'll we'll undercut them. <laughs> so now they're in a position of advantage because I really feel like Sony's gotten comfortable, and I, I know it's probably sound like a total fanboy right now, but. This is the way I see it right now. So, strengths strengths with uh, with um, with the Xbox One. What would you say? I would say best online infrastructure of the consoles, hands down. Yeah. Um, another strength, uh, and this we're talking about Xbox, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, the online thing. I mean, multiplayer, dude. Xbox Ten, Xbox Ten, uh, Xbox One, and like you're in, you're doing right now, Windows Ten, um, is basically it's it's bridging the gap. They have more. Um, uh, we're able to play with like I'm able to go and play some games that you know some s- certain games anyway with people that only have an Xbox. 
and I'm able to play with them and chat and, and actually conversate with them. Um, I mean, I guess the, the bridge gap, I guess you could call it, between PC and X, between PC and console is a strength that they're doing because I'm sorry to say it, PS4 ain't doing that. I'm not dogging PS4, guys. I'm not. I'm only saying that with with the PS4, all they're talking about is game, 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 game. Xbox and Microsoft, all they want to do is actually... I mean, Xbox is Microsoft. I mean, Microsoft is PC, if you think about it. So they're, they're one and the same. They're just trying to bridge that gap so you guys can play more games with each other. That's it. Yeah, that's something a lot of people forget about is that no one's really gaming on a Mac. And, you know, Linux... As cool, sucks. Linux is you know Linux is cool, but it's basically just there for people to just you know slap the dick on someone. It's like Linux is basically just a fun project to be like I could do this. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, I could build. A, I could probably if I sat down, I could probably build a car. But why would I want to? <laughs> like, who has that kind of time? And so Windows, you know, is, is, they, Microsoft is everywhere, and that that tapping into that PC market to do it the right way. You know, they can make a big difference. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Windows 10, but that's kind of what they're pushing for with the, you know, the uni- universal, what is it, UWP, Universal Windows platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see. You know, people are apprehensive about it, but I think there's potential there. Um, their weaknesses is, you know, they, uh, they're, they're still recovering from the launch mishaps, the missteps there. Opportunity to think they need new IPs. And they need to put their studios to work. They own a lot of studios. You know, they need to put acquisitions and studios to work. You know, like really let them support them and let them do their thing. There's no reason why Rare should be limited the way they have been. And no reason why they should have had Lion's Head Studios shut down. They have all these properties, all the acquisitions. Like, they bought... Mojang, but they're what just for Minecraft? They, they, there's so much more they could have done with that acquisition. Mm-hmm. And the problem with the, this is something that happens a lot in the console market. You they 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 see these acquisitions of these indie co- companies, and they forget the thing that makes the indie companies great is having creative freedom, and they take away that thing, that, the very thing that makes them great and makes them profitable. You know what I mean? It's stupid. It makes no sense. Yeah, like why? Like if you buy a company like Mojang that has lots of t- t- creative, talented guys, why not just give them some cash infusion and say, "Which go crazy?" Right, right. The one like you were talking about this when they were, you know, they're purchasing, you know, like they they bought Mojang and really bought them for nothing. Why wouldn't you go off and and stop wasting your money? And I, I, yes, Microsoft. They have millions, billions, trillions, whatever. But stop wasting your money, what you're doing, and actually put some money towards, and I'm going to go back to it, to the esports side. Why is MLG on PS4? For no reason whatsoever. MLG's been on Xbox One for or Xbox for how long? Yeah. And they've done fine. They've done perfect. Why would you sit there and put your money into something that you're not even going to use? But then you put no money into something that you could actually benefit from somebody buying. I'm going to tell you, the only reason PS4 has won in consoles sold against Xbox One is because of MLG. Sorry to say that for all you 
casual players. But that's that's the truth. The only reason PS4 sold more from release to now is because of MLG. It's because of the esports players. And I'm going to say it, Call of Duty 3. That's it. If you have any <laughs> other argument for that, then I would love to hear it. But you're wrong. I'm messing with BFT. He said, when, yeah, when Microsoft bought Mojang, the actual guy that made Minecraft Bounce. But they have other talents, not just not the guy that everybody makes him out to be. I mean, he's not a Phil Fish, but he's still kind of a dick. But that's, you know, that tends to happen with creative types. We tend to be dicks. We, we, we're, we get a look. When we experience success, we're like, fuck you. I mean, the guy's got a freaking pool the size of Texas, you know. <laughs> he's swimming in money now. So, and, and the, the point is, like you know, duck up in this bitch. It's just a lot of short-sighted uh, strategies. Like Minecraft is great, and it's still it's generating revenue for them. But there's still so much more they could have done. You know, with a multi-billion-dollar acquisition, there had to be. There, there should have been more thought put behind that. <laughs> so, I just wish they'd do something with it. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's it. I just wish I wish they'd do something with it. They own they own a lot of studios that have great properties and great track records, and they just kind of let them collect dust. They got the funds, and I agree, they should be, maybe consider investing in the esports. I mean, they, they got the war chest. You know, Sony, in spite of everything, they don't they don't have that. You know, and I, I think they should have been quicker with the price adjustment because three forty nine. Ninety nine. That's a price that, that really rolls off the tongue for Xbox One. You know, they they should have. You know, they didn't want to like quickly react to what you know, what Sony's announcement was. But the thing is, Sony would not have been able to keep up with the price drop. They would not have gone lower. I really believe that. So I mean, that's water under the bridge. But better late than never, right? Now here's here's the fun one in the crowd because you know, and much you know. Sony's got some stuff going for them, right? And, of course, you know, they got the VR thing going, and people are really excited about that for whatever reason. And that's really the big reason that Neo came out, fine, I'm fine. But Nintendo, this is the odd duck in the group, because, you know, I, I listen to uh, a lot of Nintendo podcasts, because I love the passion of Nintendo fans. But, like, Nintendo fans live on another planet. Because... <laughs> You know, like the Nintendo dads, and uh, if we ran, uh, another pocket called If We Ran Nintendo, they say stuff like, you know, they get angry when people say that Nintendo can't compete with uh, Sony and Microsoft. Because they can. Not right now, not the way they are. They are not a direct competitor. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're, they're not even, they're not going to be a direct competitor in the near future either. They're going a totally different direction. They're not going, yes, they're going to keep putting out their consoles just because they can. They're going in a total different direction. I mean, they can they can establish and build their consoles still because the the amount of people that there are in in La La Land and the Nintendo community and, and groups, they're they're still going to be there, um, regardless. I mean, like I said, was I think it was last week. The only reason that I I got I have a, a Wii and a Wii U is because of my family. It's one thing that I can do with my family that my son is old enough now that he can fling the controller around and he can start learning how to push buttons and use the joysticks. He plays Xbox 360. I mean, he can do it. He's only four. Well, five this month, but still, he's only five. So, I mean, it's it's uh, I get Nintendo because of my family, and it's just it's quick family fun if we don't want to go out anywhere. Yeah. 
And that's PS3, the thing. I'm not saying that, that that it's it's PS4. I mean, I I I'm, I I I have one already. Going to get another one uh, for for myself. So it's something that I'm I'm just it's I'm not like I said I'm not bad mouthing the PS4. I'm not really. Yes, do I still consider PS you know PC still the highest thing going? Yes, I do. I do. But I'm not really going to sit there, and I'm sorry to say this for all you guys that love me when I say this, but I'm not going to go off and say PC Mastery is bullshit because consoles are doing just as much. Yeah, you can't upgrade them like you want to, like a PC, but consoles are doing just as much in what they're doing. I want to be a part of all of it, not just PC, not just... Yes, my PC games have been lacking lately, (laughs) but hey, for those that are on console, I'm coming. PS4, I'm coming. It's just it's just a matter of time. Word. That's what she said. Sorry, <laughs> you made that one kind of easy. But yeah, you know, you made a good point about the. You brought up how it's a great family experience, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's always been Nintendo's strength. And Nintendo, as a video game company, not as a toy company, not as a card company, because they were they've been around much longer than people realize. But as a video game company. They've always been the family experience and also the the living room experience. Actually, that really goes back to their card game days, like that parlor experience, that gathering of friends, right? That's kind of the spirit they've always, uh, you know, kept going. And they haven't adjusted to the time because, sadly, people don't really have friends over as much anymore. They're not having that, that couch co-op experience. Right, you know, and even even families like you know, it's hard enough to get your kids to come to the table to eat dinner, you know. Let alone get everybody together to play a game together. Like, right. you might have a family full of gamers, but everyone's in separate rooms gaming. That's the reality we live True. in. And, and BF, BFT, something to say about uh, yes, that is MLG did make the PS4. Uh, they did bring it higher than this because if you think about it, almost twenty five percent of the PS4's purchases were by MLG players and teams and organizations and everything like that. Because if MLG was on Xbox, that 25% would have been taken and went to Xbox One. So, I'm right, you're wrong, end of discussion. Talk about like 10, roughly 10 million, 12 million units, I forget what the number is that now. Round round about, I mean, you got to think about that many units. It's almost 25%, like 24.8%. Of the people that bought, or the the franchises, or the groups of whatever, the purchases of the PS4 were by MLG players, organizations, coaches, blah blah blah, etc. So if you think about that, that's 10 million units that would have went to Xbox. And I, I haven't really kept up with the numbers lately, but I think the t- oh, the, I, I got them right in front of me. Xbox so, I mean, One, they're not that behind, that far behind. I think they're, they're maybe at a third of PS4 sales, which isn't like. That isn't a huge they, lead. They it's at, significant. They were, at, they were at 41% right now. Yeah, so... Which is still almost... It's, it's almost half. half. Yeah. So, I mean, it's something to where the point where... I don't know if, like, right now, but it would have been closer to a slim margin for Xbox One if those people would have done it. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to argue or fight with anybody. Well, I am, but that's not you. I got to keep my band hammer happy. You know, a lot. And I keep saying it. A lot of the the situation, it, it all came down to media backlash and just poor choice of words. People hung on to certain words, and that's what really happened. Like because 
when it comes down to it, when I'm playing my Xbox One, I'm enjoying it. There's nothing hindering that experience. I, 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 the only way I can say it's an inferior experience is if I'm playing the same game side by side on both consoles. Why would I do that? No one would make that. There's nothing wrong with it to really say that. Like it's, yeah, the PS4 is marginally better. It's not as, as it's not like explosively better like people want to think it is. And it, it doesn't even matter. Like if the experience suits your tastes, then boom. What, what else matters? Mm-hmm. But, you know, back to Nintendo. So, Nintendo has been really slow. They, they're kind of a conservative. Like, there's progressive companies, and then there's conservative companies. And Nintendo is very conservative. They're very stuck. They're kind of like the old guard. You know, they, they, they like things the way they are. They want things to be the way they always have been. But I think they finally realize we need to adapt. And they're being stubborn about it. And they've always been stubborn about it. And that's really, you know, like, like I said before, like, you know... <laughs> Nintendo's stubbornness is kind of what caused, you know, the PlayStation to be born, you know, because they didn't want to go to optical media, they didn't want to stick with cartridges, you know, uh, and and they also didn't feel like they needed anyone else. They're like, ah, we don't need anybody else. So they told Philip, they told Phillips and uh, and Sony to fuck off. <laughs> That's basically what it came down to, um, you know. But now they're finally, you know, they've been slow, but they're getting in the, on the mobile hype. They, they, you know, they, they last year they they made a big announcement. Said you know, 2016, we're gonna focus on anime shows, uh, mobile, and I think they said online gaming. They said, I think that was like the triumvirate. So they're, they're making up for it for now. So like, they have Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem is gonna come out on iOS and Android. I don't know if it's come out yet. I, I didn't notice it yet. But they're gonna be free. That's unlike Nintendo. Cause I mean they were, they nickel and dime for everything. <laughs> Like their eShop, oh god. Like get me started on that. So it's now there is a catch. It's free to start. So you play and then eventually you're gonna probably hit a paywall. But still, they give you they're probably gonna give you enough to wet the palette and you know, get get you into it. So that's a big start. They're putting properties on other platforms that are not that are not fully owned by Nintendo. Uh Mitomo is another example of this. Like even though Mitomo is not really a game it shows a promising future. They're, they're, see, they're, they're finally seeing that this social media thing, this online thing, this community that they've been slapping around and, and, and maiming, they actually are important. And they're giving, you know, they're giving them some kind of tool to work with, to connect with each other. So that they're finally fostering that community that they've been kind of lacking. Because, you know, outside of the, the Nintendo fan sites, it's kind of like... There's no centralization of the Nintendo ecosystem. That's been hurting them forever, you know. With with PlayStation and uh, Microsoft, you have you have central hubs where you can get, connect. Like you know, I will give Sony credit with the whole cross buy thing. You buy a game on PS3 and it's playable on Vita. That's pretty brilliant, you know. That kind of stuff, you know, being able to have the interoperability, that that centralization, boom. <laughs> You guys are having fun in the chat there. Uh, I don't know if he likes me anymore. <laughs> so the headlines for for Nintendo, you know, the, the Nintendo NX, of course, supposedly it's gonna blow our dicks off and all sorts of amazing things. Um, I, I'm not good with that, man. I'd like to keep my dick, thank you. I, I mean, I don't know if they meant blow your dick off, or it's gonna blow you. Either way, it's gonna be a, something really epic, and I don't know if they can live up to either promise. Blow it is fine. Blow off, not so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's in for that. But you never know. Some people might be. <clears throat> Kinky bastards. 
But, you know, the fact that they're licensing to third parties, that blows my mind, you know? Because, like, Nintendo's pretty, like, protective of this stuff. Like, they're kind of like the little greedy kid in in the playground that doesn't like to share his toys, you know? And he just hoards them and hunches over them, like, mine, you know? But I think they're finally learning to play nice, and they, they need to. So here's the strengths. And I know, Opie, you have a lot to say about it, so chime in whenever you want. So strengths. Uh, most unique first-party offerings. I think that's a fair assessment. You can't get a Mario anywhere. You can't get a Zelda anywhere. There's things that come close, but those are very Nintendo-style things. Right? Right. High-quality standards. They, they, Nintendo, every Nintendo game I've played, you know, you, you, you know I haven't played Wii U stuff, but GameCube... And and we, everything mm-hmm. I've played, really high quality. I, I've never played a stinker of a Nintendo game. Oh, okay. Well, I I really think that the the, the Wii console was shit uh, itself, uh, because once it got to a certain age, it starts you know doing things. They can't read discs or oh, it yeah. just you know I'm uh, the Wii U software lot, the quality standards better. software and the software I would say. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could find quality standard. You could find really good quality on any software. I mean, if you no. Quali- <laughs> Cause a lot of a lot of big game studios have shitty quality standard. They release uh, incomplete games, glitchy as fuck. Look at Rockstar. They fucked up GTA Five several times over. I'm not, I'm still not over that shit. And that's not the only one. But like, as far as software, Nintendo makes sure that they get a game right before they release it. You know. And it's really rare that they're going to have a game that's incomplete or not fun. You know, first party, that's what they get right. Hardware, I agree. But you know what it is? I, I feel like a lot of times, Nintendo hardware feels like a toy. Cause that's what I see Nintendo as. A toy company. They're not a video game company. And that's what they were originally were marketed as when they had the Nintendo. The NES, rather. Nintendo Entertainment System. Which everybody just called Nintendo Short, which is kind of weird because it's the name of the company, not the platform. But you know what I mean. The NES, you know, it was marketed as a toy, and then the video game thing kind of stuck, and it became its own space. But it's always they've always had kind of a cheap build quality to a lot of their consoles. Even though the GameCube, the GameCube is pretty sturdy, but it still felt like a little cheap. But I think that was the, like the sturdiest console. The Wii looks sleek, but I I heard it like it was really shitty if you travel a lot with it and eventually it would break down. I didn't run into it. I didn't play my Wii enough. <laughs> well, it, it's not the point of traveling with it. Uh, for the Wii, it would be like it'd be something to the point where it would uh, just like you know you because you know like uh, like like I was saying before like my son he played it all the time right he was always playing soccer and he was playing the you know the you know that that game on the Wii it's like Wii Sports. Right, um, my son played that so much that it broke the disc and the Wii. Like he didn't, mo- the Wii never moved, dude. The only time the Wii got moved was to dust underneath it. Like really, that's it. And the Wii, I mean, I, I never he, I always put in the disc for him because he was too young at that time. Um, and it just, like I said, it just broke down. I mean, uh, I mean. I want to say, I mean, maybe I, maybe I, I got a weird version of it, but I mean, even the, even the, the, the actual version of the software was shitty. I mean, it's just maybe, maybe it's just my luck. I guess I don't know. No, I've, I've heard, I've heard people say that this drives go bad or it's just 
slowing down and stuff like that. Power supply blows out, you know. But I and think I at that at that price point, did with their Wii's. The thing I mean, is that their their price point, people didn't care enough to like complain about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just go out and buy cool. another one. <laughs> that's I mean, but I'm I don't if I'm gonna buy a console, well I expect too much. I expect them to last forever. No, I agree. That's the way it should be. There shouldn't be a high failure rate, you know. But then it'll really stress test these things. That should be part of the research and development process. But YOLO, I guess. Beefy saying that the Nintendo consoles were for the longest time were indestructible. Around the GameCube era is when their uh, stores of Nintendium ran dry. <laughs> See, I thought the GameCube felt really sturdy, and I traveled with that shit a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had that. I mean, that's a solid system. You know, the little handle built in. You know, <laughs> it was ready to be wa- walked around. It was it had good a, for travel. Yeah, it was. I think it was really good for bet travel. The N64, yeah, it's sturdy, but it looked cheap. The see, back to the same as if I said the, the cube was nearly indestructible. It was a good design. That cube was nearly indestructible. Like it just felt really sturdy. Um, I'm a I'm a huge NES fan, but the way they had the the clamshell, not the top loader. The top loaders are much easier. But when they had the clamshell, the the, the little toaster design. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, those are terrible because the way the connections for the, the insertion chips worked, when you put the cartridge in, it would crunch and scrape. Terrible. So after a while, you'd, like, you'd wear that shit down. Or at least wear it on the games. Yep. And I, after a while, too, you'd get the issue where like the ribbon cable would come a little loose and you start getting the weird uh, kind of like rainbow patterns on your TV. You ever get that? Yeah, and then you're like, my TV's messing up, and it's not that, and it's your actually <laughs> system, and yeah, yeah, or 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 if the little toaster tray wouldn't stay down. Hold on, I think Blue's knocking on the door. That's funny. Let's see who it is. So we're gonna see who's knocking on Yogi's door. We said that yes, who is knocking on Yogi's door? The perpetrator is. She left. A cat that mysteriously left. Before she, he opened the door, she freaking she was. She's like, "Knock and run, motherfuckers! Let's go!" She was turning the she was turning the knob, and knocking. It was funny. I'm like, "What is that sound?" Man, that's like that's like a genius cat, man. You should have that cat analyzed. You could be a million. You could have be a millionaire for the smartest cat in the world, man. Dude, she pretty. She is pretty smart. <laughs> Are you really believing me right now, loser? No, I know you're being sarcastic, but she is pretty damn smart. Bastard. So, <laughs> For a person that loves cats like you do, you just called your cat a bastard. That's I'm, ca- I'm calling you a bastard. It's pretty fucked up. But, you know, another thing is... Wait, Tim Curtis said, uh, um, oh, thank God. What, what happened? What? What did I miss? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, Nintendo, for the most part, has had a really strong track record, you know? I was actually looking at the financials of Nintendo, I just I look at the stock market just for the heck of it. Pretend you know I was investing in companies that I don't I don't have money to invest with. That Nintendo stocks are really freaking expensive <laughs> to invest in. Yeah, that's that's why when they that's I mean think about it, dude. Your their stock start is still high. I mean they're not going much where anywhere else. I mean once well, their stocks falling starts falling. They, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm probably gonna. Their ten year, their ten year high was they were trading at about 
180 a share. That was back in 2006, 2008, mm-hmm. I want to say. It's 2008, 2009, maybe, when the Wii was at its peak. Mm-hmm. And then it plateaued for like two or three years at that at that at that roundup price. Now it's down to uh, one fourteen ish, which is still high to to get in on. <laughs> Are we talking about one hundred and fourteen or dollar fourteen? One hundred and fourteen. Okay. At a dollar, at a dollar fourteen cents, buy a thousand shares of that right now. Why wouldn't you if you have the money? <laughs> it's gonna go up. You can't go any. They're not gonna get any lower than that. <laughs> I think I the lowest. Imagine, I guess. I, I guess imagine it, they're gonna probably they're gonna probably drop to about one hundred five, one hundred six, give or take, and then they're gonna shoot up to two hundred. Watch, mark my words. If I had money to do it, I would invest in them right now. Well, the thing is, I don't think the split the shares have even split. So, like that means that like they're not ever gonna go down to that sweet spot, like fifty dollars a share. Cause then they'll go back up to like a hundred and change, no problem, right? But you know, it's this weird stock. The stock market is such a weird thing. I used to invest once upon a time when I had the money. Ah, <laughs> uh, bad moves, bad decisions. Everybody makes them. But uh, it's interesting to watch because I'm looking at it and I'm like, this was their peak. Wait, what is what is Tim Curtis on about? Hold on. He's saying when I type in the other chat, my what? Your username is a rando. Well, you're not supposed to be in the other chat. You're supposed to be here. Hey, stay here. Are you logged in? Yeah. No, we'll see. We read you fine. It says T Curtis Junior. Something I want to be. I want to be on because he something he gets on and stuff, and I'm like, what is he on oh, about? Oh, dude, can you hook me up, bro? But, uh... I'll drive to you. I know we gotta start wrapping up soon. I mean, we had, like, five minutes of downtime, so we, we got a little bit of time, but... You know, uh, the weaknesses, lack of third-party support is killing them. Terrible online presence. Mm-hmm. Terrible online period. And their community policies, absolutely horrendous. They they, disent- they basically disincentivize the community talking about the, their games... They create, they like, they shoot themselves in the feet all the time, and they can't afford. Like, they need to make people reward the people that are still talking about them, reviewing the games, and doing gameplays, because they're the only ones that they still care and they're still keeping them relevant. Because Nintendo's not doing that for themselves. I'm sorry to say, Nintendo Direct, who cares? That's only for the like the real like fanatics, the casual, the the people that are not on the fringes of Nintendo don't really care that much. Uh, they need to make tools, development tools that are make it easy for the third parties. They need to have partnerships, more partnerships than what they have now. Um, you know, the, the mobile thing is is a first, is a good step. You know, uh, and and they need to start focusing more on online gaming and just the online experience. Period. The biggest threat right now is simply loss of brand trust. I mean, I feel like people have lost more faith in them than mi- the people did with Microsoft when the Xbox One was announced, and that's saying something because people are still butthurt about what the. You know, Microsoft had planned for the Xbox One, and they won't let it go. That's why PS4 is where it's at. Sony didn't do it on themselves. You know, the price point helped, but what really escalated things was the fact that people didn't like what Microsoft was saying. It's like, well, fuck this. You know, it's like it's like kind of being petty. Is like you know, like young people. You know, they have their problem in a relationship. 
You know, so they have angry sex with someone else, revenge sex with someone else, and then they throw it in their lover's face. Like, yeah, that's gonna be, that's gonna fix the situation. That's kind of how I feel. People treated the whole Microsoft Xbox One thing. Like, like I literally got pe- people messaging me. I, I, I remember when it all went down. People messaging me on Xbox Live. I love you, bro, but I'm gonna fuck this. I'm going to PS4. It's like, all right, bye. <laughs> See you later. You'll be back. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, bye. I didn't bother arguing with them. Like, the, the fact that you make a knee-jerk reaction based off of a freaking sales, you know, the E3, Electronics Entertainment Expo. It's a fucking sales event. It's a marketing event. And you're going to listen, you know, it's all freaking rhetoric. But people, they, they hear an announcement, they're like, oh, no, fuck that. And they think it's the gospel. It's like, oh, come on. How gullible can you be? Mm-hmm. So, you know. People, people are don't don't want to let that go. There it is, right there. I would buy an Xbox these days if there were games I wanted. Exactly. <laughs> now there's like, mm. well, exclusives. That's the thing. As far as exclusives, neither Sony or Microsoft really have exclusives. It's not. It's no longer about exclusive. It's a whole different thing. It comes out to which experience you like better: the controller, the online, where your friends are at. That's really it. I get two shits about frame rates and which one really does 1080p. It's like ah, like that, that's the kind of stuff we talk about if you're uh, elitist on PC. That, that, but that doesn't make a better gaming experience. So I know we gotta wrap up. Um, yeah, I think we'll continue this next week. We'll talk about where the, where the industry is heading in, uh, what the community wants, and where really we feel it should be. We'll talk about uh, you know, like one of the biggest things I want to talk about is how games are kind of reverting back to interactive movies. Like, we're really getting, like, like, why do people love Life is Strange so much? It's not a, it's not a bad game. It's a great movie, but not much of a game. And a lot of people love this. And I'm looking at this. Like, people are dedicating podcasts, entire video shows. They're going, they're writing deep, provocative, psychological analysis about it. Like, and, and it's like, it's like, this is what people are wanting now, I guess. Like, story-focused experiences or narrative-driven games when there's not much game, but there's a lot of story. And it's weird to me, because, like, that's cool, but I don't want that to be all we are getting. And th- these are the games people are talking about. So that's, to me, a sign that the, the, the industry has become very stagnant, that we're not talking about other things. <laughs> and I'm making a lot of enemies. That kind of, I know so many people love Life is Strange. I, I, and I get why. It's just not for me. You, I, like, you are trying to piss everybody off tonight. I, like, I enjoyed playing Life is Strange, but it's one of those things where it's like a point-and-click adventure and not really a fail state. You're just, you're in it for the story, and I don't know if I want to buy the other episodes just to see that. So we'll see. Yeah. So one last question here in the chat. For that, that one's for you, OB. Um, I'm not, I didn't get it. Oh, uh, he, BFT asked I was, when. Yeah, I had ordered two 1080s. Oh, snap. And I didn't get them. I'm deciding against them right now. I got other things that I want to do with the money, which is uh, for the organization. So, Yeah, you don't need to upgrade. You're, 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 send me, you're some, a good send place. me some tests, dude. I'm going to be I'm gonna be getting the next upgrade for AMD here next year, um, but I don't do a lot of PC um, anymore. So it's one of those things where, um, I mean, I'm going to upgrade the sound, maybe get something... You know, uh, maybe try a different capture card uh, because the one I want went price went down. So, um, but I like the Avermedia, Media. So, but anyway, yeah, it's working out really well. I, I, I was looking at the videos; it's, it's smooth. 
Mm. All right, yeah, man. Let me know. Give me some. Uh, send us some clips, dude. Tell us what you think about the 1080. But as for now, guys, we are out. We're gonna let you guys know that you guys can give us your thoughts on uh, anything that we talked about tonight. Six four six eight zero one two one four nine. That's six four six eight zero one twenty one forty nine. You guys can also send us a text. That is text for, by the way, as well. You guys can also send us a uh, some email at mail at geekyantics.net. We do want to like sure, you know, of course, you guys know the Horseplay Live is everywhere you can listen to or download awesome podcasts, including allgames.com, Google Play, Music, iTunes, Player FM, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Please take a few minutes out to thumbs up, favorite, subscribe, even share. Even better, we'd love some comments, reviews. It's quick, it's easy, it really helps us out. You have no idea. Thanks for everybody that's been promoting our content. We really appreciate it. You guys like Eye Candy, we have it on YouTube and Twitch, youtube.com forward slash geekyantics, twitch.tv forward slash geekyantics. Here at Geeky Antics Network, in collaboration with All Games Radio Network, we have tons of shows that we cover with a wide spectrum of topics. Uh, we can't really plug them all right now. So geekyantics.net forward slash scheduling or schedule, sorry. If you guys want to go listen to the flagship shows over at our Twitch profile and our aggregate feed over at geekyantics.net forward slash podcasts. Don't forget, guys, all the themes and music for everything here is brought to you royalty-free by Technoax. That's Technoax with a K. So you guys can go check them out at technoax.com. Of course, again, you guys are listening to us on allgames.com. Deck Picks Live Power Ranking Show followed by Knuckleballer Radio at his new time, 9 p.m. Eastern, Thursdays. Be sure to hang out with him at live or by hitting the live or the chat button. And remember to go check out our friends at the B-Team Podcast, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. over at our sister network, unofficial sister network, All Games Radio Network. As for us, guys, Sourceplay Live, episode 130. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Lanitators! <laughs> the ending is the best. Yeah. Yeah, the the OB spin. Oh, there you go. I don't know why it's Teamspeak. It's this Teamspeak, or it's just me. I don't know what's going on right now. It's fucking Skype, is what it is. Oh, uh, it might be. Oh, well, remind me. Uh, I might come up with a solution so we could uh, cut out uh, Skype altogether. I've been, I've been play I've been trying different things out for a while. Most of the solution I came out with, I didn't like the sound quality, but because like nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong with my internet, but it's my TeamSpeak. The TeamSpeaks, I don't know. They don't they don't play nice with each other. Sometimes that's a, that's really part of the problem. So we'll think of something. All right. Well, I'm getting but, off. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting off too. Skype. You can call me on the phone if you want to talk. 
But yeah, I want to say real quick, uh, next week, I'm going to tell you about the notorious misadventures of the Tar family. They're on one of the shows I've been watching. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. You're famous. Whatever. <laughs> It'll make sense. Right, I'll talk to you later, bro. Why don't you tell me about it right now, dude? What are you talking about? Defiance. There's a family called the Tar Family, and it made me laugh. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, dude. I'm just uh, pissed off right now. I know you're frustrated. We'll talk. We'll talk later, man. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.